0: Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, ROLMT.com, or download our app. Just search ROLMT in your app store. Thanks. Hey, 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 what is up? Oh, man, I got excited at the end of worship there. I forgot I was preaching. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm losing my voice, so um jimmy i really hope that pastor jason is just puts in the chat online uh just i heard that (laughs) that would just make my night pastor jason if you could do that that'd be great uh hey we're (laughs) pastor jason has not been feeling well so we're just keeping him in our prayers and uh gives you the opportunity to hear from the word of god from me um so i promise i'll go easy the last couple of weeks, we've been going through this series, Extreme Home Makeover, where Pastor Jason has been talking about how God needs to come into our life. Siri. I know what Extreme Home Makeover is. I'm telling people what it is, Siri. Oh, my goodness. Siri. Okay. Well, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Extreme Home Makeover is not a TV series that ran before. It's a series that we're going through right now. Extreme Home Makeover, this, this series talking about God deconstructing the, the, the family life that we've built and helping to realign it closer to what his in, original intention was. Last week we talked about the guys, and Pastor Jason told, uh, encouraged us guys to, to guard this man. To to make sure that we are right, that we are, are lined up with Christ, so that uh, when we go to lead our families, we can do so um, in right standing with God, and we can do so effectively. Amen? Amen. This week we get to give the guys a little bit of a break. Um, still pay attention. There's some good stuff in here for you, um, but we're gonna just we're gonna take the attention, take the spotlight off the guy, guys, and we're gonna talk to the women of the Lord in the house today. <laughs> now. I know what you're thinking. If there's someone in this church who knows what it's like to be a woman of the Lord, it is me, Pastor Seth. (laughs) Now, in all seriousness, um, please know that none of this is coming from life experience. Um, This is not my own personal experience of what it means to be a woman of the Lord. Um, This is strictly scriptural. This is what the Bible says about being um, a woman of the Lord. So, here, here, I, we need to make the, put this up front. You can't get mad at me for telling you what the Bible says. Okay? I'm just putting it out there. Um, <clears throat> yes, we're having that conversation beforehand. So without going on any further, uh, we're going to dig right into Proverbs 31, uh, verse 10 through 31. Would you turn in your Bibles there? I'm going to make you turn in your Bibles there. We're not going to have it up on the screen. Oh, yeah, we are going to have it up on the screen. <laughs> Now we're read we through it. So it says this, it says a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like a, the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while, she's, while it is still night and she provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of the earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously, and her arms are strong for her tasks. All the ladies said, how strong? Too strong, that's how. (laughs) All right, where was I? Uh, she, see- she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed, and she's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. She makes linens and garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat of the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring praise at the city gate. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you right now. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the word that you've given me for today. Lord God, I pray that you would help us to take this word. pray that you'd help me to communicate it effectively, Lord God. And I pray that you'd help us to receive it and to apply it into our families, Lord. Give us that move-that-bus moment, Lord God. Give us that, 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 that change in our life, Lord God the remodeling of our family, Lord God, and help it to look like you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So as I read the scripture, it makes me think of one thing, a mom purse. You know what, I'm, you know what a mom purse is? Okay, when, when my wife and I, when we first got married, before we had a child, um, her purses were dainty. They were small. I mean, she could fit, like, her phone and her wallet and and some keys, and, like, if she was really trying, she could, like, jam a chapstick in there, you know? It was really kind of small. And then she has a child, and she becomes a mom, and I swear it was, like, overnight, her purse goes from dainty and small, only carrying around her phone, her wallet, and keys, to now it's just gigantic, exponential growth overnight. It quadrupled in size. I'm telling you, she carries half the house in that bag with her. I was actually going to have her bring her purse up, uh, but she politely declined. <laughs> she has everything in her purse. She has everything. I mean, let's t- we're talking like uh, she's got snacks in her purse. All oh, moms got snacks in their purse, right? Just got you know ready for whatever situation that they need to break it out. She's got um, spare, a spare change of clothes in her purse for my child. She's got um, extra, uh, used to be diapers, now it's pull-ups because we're trying to potty train a toddler in the middle of a pandemic, which is proving very hard. But she's got those. She's got wipes. She's got boogie wipes. Now, that's a separate product from the other wipes. She's got boogie mist because that's a thing. I'm telling you, right, I know that she has flossers in her purse at all times, and I know for a fact that at this very moment, in my wife's purse is sunblock. Because, hey, it's Montana, and although it's, you know, almost February here, um, and it's just snowing and glooming and, and so cold, at any moment, the sun could come out, and it could be 85, and my family will be protected from those harmful UV rays. She is prepared for every situation, whatever situation can, can, can her family can face. She's ready for it because that's what moms do. They prepare in advance. They're always thinking two or three steps ahead. Guys, how many of you know we focus on what's in front of us? We say, hey, this is my task. I'm going to do my task and I'm going to bring with me what I need for this task. And once that's done, moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But women, they, they do it different. They're always thinking about things that, that, that are going to happen or things that may or may not happen. They're always prepared. It's what women do. And as I look at Proverbs 31, that's what I see in this woman. I see a woman who is prepared, a woman who is thinking a couple steps ahead. I see her as she's meticulously choosing the, the materials that she's going to use to, to make her family's clothing. I see her as she is, is not only selling goods and bringing in income for her family, but she's also taking the earnings from that and saying, what could my family use next? What would help my family in the future? And she goes and buys a plot of land, and, she's, and she invests in that land, and she makes a vineyard, or some translations say a garden. She's thinking about what her family could need. Women, women of God, they think two steps ahead. They're always preparing for what may or may not happen. They're always preparing for what is going to come against their family. And that's why at the end of this, we see that it says she can laugh at the days to come. She's not laughing because it's funny. Because the days to come can often be very scary. Siri! (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. Phone's going off. Siri is a woman. <laughs> this is what I get for preaching on women. Oh my goodness. All right, Siri's off. <laughs> She's like, hey, I- I'm on it. I'm two steps ahead. I'm getting there. That's what women of the Lord do. But this woman, as described, this wife of noble character in Proverbs, she, she can laugh at the days to come. Because she's prepared for it. She's prepared in advance for whatever's going to come her way. Now, as I was reading this, there was one particular verse that stood out to me. It just jumped off the page. And I I couldn't help but just keep reading and reading and reading it. And it's in verse 21. It says, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Now, I'm going to read that again when it snows, we're not talking about Montana, where it snows like eight months out of the year. We're talking about Israel. This isn't something that happens often. It's not something that's like you know regular occurrence. This is something that may or may not happen. It's definitely happened in the history of Israel. We've seen, there's a couple records of the Bible, in the Bible that it snowed, but it doesn't happen often. So she's preparing for something that may or may not happen But when it snows, she has no fear for her household because all of them are clothed in scarlet. Now that word scarlet, it is actually talking about a fabric. It's not specifically talking about the color, but it's referencing a fabric that's double-sided that would have been made to retain heat. It was specifically made and spun by the woman of the household to to make that fabric so that they would retain her family's body heat so that they would stay warm in the cold. So this woman, She knows that it could possibly snow at some point in my family's life. It could get cold at some point in my family's life. And so I'm going to put my hands forward, and I'm going to use the tools that are in front of me. And I'm going to start, I'm going to grab this distaff and and the spindle, and I'm going to start to spin this double-sided wool. I'm going to make this thing as much as I can. And I imagine it would be a difficult task, Because I'm sure it was probably a large family. And I'm sure it was difficult to make. But this woman of the Lord, she doesn't care. She knows that at some point her family's going to need it. And so she starts to prepare. She starts to get ahead of it. And she spins this wool. And now when the snow comes, she has no fear whatsoever for her household. Other people may be afraid, but the woman of the Lord has no fear. Because she's prepared in advance what her family needs to keep them safe. Now, we can read this scripture, and we can read it, absolutely, we can read it with a a literal application. You can can take Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, and you can read that scripture with a literal application, and I believe that that you and your family would be better for it. Absolutely. If you wake up before the dawn, and you're making breakfast for your family, they're not going to complain. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's absolutely, you can take that literal translation... But when I read this, I can't help but look beyond that. I can't help but see a spiritual application in the scripture. It pops so much off the page to me. And so today, I want to dig into that spiritual application. Because in the same way, women of God, in the same way that your families are going to need something to protect them from the cold, In the same way that the snow will come at some point and the cold will settle in and your family needs you to make physical garments and physical clothing, physical coverings that will protect them from the elements. Can I tell you that they need spiritual coverings as well? Because the cold will settle in and the snow will fall on your family's life. And the world will begin to place pressure on you. The world will begin to push and push and push and push. And your family will start to bend. And by all accounts, it should break. But the woman of the Lord is not afraid. She's not afraid. Because she's prepared in advance what her family needs. She's prepared the spiritual coverings that will keep them safe. Women of God, I believe that there are spiritual coverings from, that God is calling you to make and that your family needs you to make because they will protect them from the harmful elements of this world. I think about the women of God in my own life, my, my, specifically my wife and my mother. Neither one a seamstress. I mean, my mom did not make my Halloween costumes when I was a kid. Once I was Seth Boyardee, I had a big a, a big, big slice of pizza. I'm pretty sure my mom got it out of the garbage can. Um, but it was a big styrofoam slice of pizza, and my head went through a hole, and I wore a, a, like a chef's hat. Um, another year, she made me a, a, a Wolverine costume. It was awesome. I love the X-Men. And she made me a Wolverine costume um, from scratch. And by scratch, I mean stuff she found laying around the house. One year I was just grapes. I'm purple jumpsuit, purple balloons just attached to me, and I just went as grapes. Bam! Grapes. But regardless, my mom's creativity in my Halloween costumes, she wasn't a seamstress. She wasn't making my clothes. My wife isn't making my clothes, thank the Lord. Babe, you are you are talented in so many ways but not in sewing. <laughs> now, I know they, don't, they, they didn't make physical clothes. But when I think about my mom, and when I think about my wife and the women of God that they are, I know that, my, that, that they, every single day, are working tireless, tirelessly. They're using not earthly tools, but they're using the spiritual tools that are in front of them to create spiritual coverings over their family. So today I want to talk about those spiritual coverings and and I want to talk about a couple different ones and why, woman of God, you need to provide them for your family. The first one is a covering of wisdom. We live in a world that is full of fallacies and misinformation. As a parent, I I can say I'm honestly concerned about the information that my child will learn. I'm concerned about what my son is, what he's going to learn from his friends and what he's going to learn from from the internet and social media, which is right at his fingertips now. I'm concerned not just about that and what he's going to learn from from that. I'm I'm concerned about what he's going to learn from school. I'm concerned about what happens if he turns on the news There's so much misinformation, so much uh, uh, fallacies, so many lies out there. Not to mention the fact that we have an enemy of our soul who is out to get us. We have an enemy of our soul who is there to steal and kill and destroy. Women of God, can I tell you that the enemy wants to draw your husband and your children away from the fold of God. That's his goal. And he will do it using lies. He will use it... Do it using deceit, because that's what he's done for generations. In John 8, Jesus said that when the devil lies, he's just speaking his native tongue. Now, that's really good. But also, that was sick burn Jesus. (laughs) That's pretty good. Sick burn. Jesus could be a battle rapper if he wanted to be. The enemy wants nothing more than to lure your husband and your children away from God. It's not a question of if. It's a question of when he's going to lie to them, when he's going to whisper in their ear and try and draw them away from God. With lies. And so we need you guys. We need you to knit together a garment of wisdom over your household. Jason talked last week uh, about how... um, Men, we need to step up and be the spiritual leaders of our household. But women, that doesn't mean that you don't have a a role in the spiritual formation of your children. Because you have so much influence over them. Both with your words, but more so with your actions. Your children are always watching you, especially when they're young. They're watching, waiting, and, and, and looking. They're taking in what you do, what you prioritize. Your actions teach your families fundamental truths about God. My wife will sometimes intentionally not do her devotionals until my son is awake and around her. Even though it, it's, it's much harder, it would be so much easier if it was just quiet, but even if he's not paying attention, even if he's running around, she wants him to see her doing that. And you know what it teaches him? It teaches him that God is worthy of devotion. Or I know she'll put on worship music as, as they're playing or worship music as she's making dinner as, as she's just going around about the house. Because she wants him to grow up acclimated to the presence of God. She wants him to grow up and know that God is worthy of praise. I remember being a kid and walking into a room where my mom was praying. And she wasn't praying some big grandiose prayer. It it wasn't a, a prayer of these and thou's or hail Mary, mother of grace. It wasn't any of that. But my mom, she was praying like God was her friend. Can I tell you that even as a child... I learned without anyone ever telling me that God is my friend and I can talk to him about anything. Amen. It comes through actions. My mom never had to speak a word of it. Proverbs 31:26 says that when she opens her mouth or she opens her mouth in wisdom and the law of kindness is on her tongue. My dad was the spiritual leader of my household without a doubt great man great pastor, great father, he was the spiritual leader of my household and he taught me so much about what it means to be a man of God. But my mom taught me the kindness of Christ. Yeah. Kindness, it's a characteristic of God. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Romans 2.4 says that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance And it's the woman's role in the family that teaches that fundamental truth about who God is to their children. It comes from the woman. Once my mom was taking out um, the garbage, she walked out to the alley and uh, she lifted up the garbage can and there was a homeless man sleeping in our garbage can. Now, if the roles were reversed and my dad would have gone out there, it would have been met with confrontation. Easily. Not because my dad's some angry guy, but men, we come into that situation and we, we go into protector mode. Yeah. And whether it was verbal or physical, it would have been, someone's trying to harm my family, I'm going into protector mode. But my mom, although I'm sure it was terrifying for her, she didn't meet it with confrontation. She met it with kindness. She offered the guy to come inside. She brought him inside our home. She fed him. She clothed him. He actually lived with us for a while. That kindness, it's a reflection of Christ. And women of God, you show that to your children. Now, in fairness, that guy did rob us blind. (laughs) He did. So maybe it needed to be met with some confrontation. But... It. Point's still the, good, the same. She met it with kindness. That's a true story. All of those things, you teach your children without ever using words or, or, or little songs or, or even Bible verses. You teach them wisdom through your actions. And when you teach that wisdom, women of God, you are stitching together for them clothing of scarlet. You are covering them in a double-sided fabric that will help retain the warmth of their identity in Christ when the storms rise up and the temperature of their life begins to drop. Because the temperature will drop. Life will get hard and it will beat up your family. It'll beat up your children. It'll beat up your husband. And when it does and it leaves them broken and bruised, they won't just need a covering of wisdom, but they'll also need a covering of comfort. So many promises in this book. So many that we love to claim and to call upon. We turn them into songs and we sing them out. But you know what's, what's a, a promise from, from Jesus himself that we don't really put into songs all that often? In this world, you will face trouble. In this world, you will have trials of many kinds. That promise is as true as, you know, he is for me, he will never forsake me. All of, those, all of those good promises, those happy promises, it's the same. It's true. We will face trouble. The worship team is reading through the book of Psalms uh, this year. And uh, what's funny is, is when we read through it, David and the other psalmists. Like, they had hard lives. It wasn't, like, just all peachy. So often, they're calling out to God, God, why is this happening to me? Why am I surrounded on all sides? Why do the wicked continuously prosper? They're calling out to them. He's calling out to God, saying, Hey, listen, my life's not not going the way I thought it was going to go. And if they experience trouble... Why, why wouldn't we? Jesus promised it. We will face trials of many kinds. But he ends that verse with a comfort. He says, take heart. Something special about a mother's comfort. My son wakes up crying in the middle of the night. I can go in and I can hold him and he'll even cling to me and I can soothe him and lay him back down to sleep. But there is something different When his mom goes in the room, when his mom picks him up and she cradles him, when his mom, she has that special touch that consoles him in a way that I can't. It's a level of comfort that I'm, as a man, I'm not designed to give that. But a mother can, a woman can. Even in nature, we often see that it's the female species who does the comforting. And so many species of birds, um, both parents are the nurturers, but it's the mother who takes her, her, her babies under her wing and comforts them, provides them warmth. I think of, of, of the hen. A hen is known to be that <clears throat> excuse me, that symbol of motherly comfort. They gather their chicks under their wing. They provide them warmth and safety, and comfort. It's amazing to me how Christ-like that is. We often see in the Bible God describe Himself in that way, taking us under His wing, taking us under His wing. Here's just a couple verses that say it: Psalm ninety-one, Ruth two twelve, Psalm seventeen, Isaiah forty thirty-one. Deuteronomy 32, 11, Psalm 63, Matthew 36, it, or, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm 36, Matthew 23, verse 37, Jesus says, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her, under her wings. Women, what I want you to understand is that you are made in the image of God in the same way that men are made in the image of God. Oftentimes we talk about that, and we, we, we talk about how in our lives there are aspects of God that we see in our earthly father. That they teach us what a father looks like. An earthly father, they, they they show us what a heavenly father is like. But women, you're made in his image too. And there are things, there are parts of his identity that he has placed in you for your children see kindness and comfort. Jesus said take heart but knowing how to be comforted and how to find rest it's a learned ability when you comfort your family you're not just consoling their hurts. I I want you to know that. You're not just meeting that current need in, in front of them But you're teaching them that when you're hurt, you don't pull away from comfort. You lean into comfort. There will be a time when they're out from underneath your wing. There will be a time when uh, they are on their own and they experience those troubles that Jesus promised that they would experience. And they will be hurt. And when it happens, they need to know how to find rest in Christ. And women of God, when you are are comforting your child, that's what you're showing them. You're teaching them how to receive rest. I know so many of you, so many people, and many of you guys are in this room. You never learned how to find rest. You never learned how to rest in Christ. And so you were never taught that. And so it took you so long to be able to to collapse in Jesus' arms. You were never taught that. But women of God, you teach it to your children every time you pick them up. Every time you console them, you're saying this is what you should do. You should melt in the arms of Jesus. Every time you do it, You're preparing your family for the storm. Every time you console your child, you are stitching together a garment of comfort over them, something that they will get used to, something that they will have their entire life, something that when the ice and the snow and the cold comes upon them, that it is double-sided. It's going to keep them warm. They're going to know, this is how I should receive comfort. This is what it should feel like. I don't push God away, but I lean into his loving arms. Women of God, do you realize how important your role is in the household? It goes so much more than making breakfast and planting a garden. Women of God, you are forming your children's spiritual life. You're clothing them in scarlet. Last covering is covering of prayer. Proverbs 31 19, it says that she stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. The distaff is a long pole. It was used for like spinning wool and other fabric. And so when, when the scripture says this, it's painting this picture of the woman holding on to this pole. And then the other hand, she's holding on to the spindle and she's weaving this, this clothing that she needs for her family. Powerful image. But when we look a little bit deeper, that word, that second word for hand um, is, is literally translated palm. And that changes the picture for me. When I look at this with a spiritual application, it changes the picture of what it looks like when she's making those garments. Because instead of holding a pole and holding the spindle, it says that her hands are stretched and her palms are out. Her hands are stretched. Her palms are out. And she's not afraid to go to work and start covering her family. To Start stitching and knitting together. Not with earthly tools, but with the spiritual tools that we have. Our prayers. The prayers of the righteous. Growing up, my dad called prayer the currency of heaven. Women of God, we need you to make a covering of prayer over us. Your families, we need it. Cover your children in prayer. Pray that they would know God. Pray for their health. Pray that they'd stand against fiery arrows of the world. Pray that they would be secure in their identity of Christ. Pray that they'd always be drawn back to the fold of God every time that they wander. Pray for their future. Pray for their calling. Pray for their future spouse. Women of God, you need to cover your husband in prayer. Pray for his relationship with Christ. Pray for his confidence at work. Pray for his wisdom as he leads your household. Pray for patience and kindness and all that other stuff we're really bad at. (laughs) Cover us in prayer. Woman of God, wake up before the dawn and stretch out your arms. Stretch your hands. Palms out and get ready to pray. Bear that burden for us. Pray like you've never prayed before. Wage war on your family's behalf. Stretch your arms out and pray. Verse 17, and this says that your arms are strong enough for your task. Don't let the lamp go out at night without praying. Cover your family in scarlet. Clothe them in the blood of Christ, for it is sufficient for us. And when you do that, church, when you do that, then women of God, you can laugh at the days to come. Women of God, when it snows, which it surely will, when it snows, you don't have to be afraid. Because you are clothed in dignity and strength, and you have prepared for this. Men, we have an incredibly difficult task as spiritual leaders in our household. It's incredibly difficult. But we need to be aware of the spiritual burden that our wives have on them as well. So build her up. Pray for her. Edify her. Buy her flowers every once in a while. Because she's waging spiritual warfare for your family every single day. Listen. For some of you guys... It's not a matter of if the snow's going to come. The snow's here. It's like 17 inches. Like my family's covered in it. Have you clothed your children, clothed your family in scarlet? Have you covered them in a spiritual garment? Garments of wisdom. Garments of comfort, garments of prayer. Have you covered your family? Because if you have, take heart. Don't fear. God has got this. And if you are being honest with yourself and you say, you know what, I haven't, I've neglected that, it's not too late to start. You don't got to wait till you get home. You can start it right here at this altar. You can come and bow down. Hands out. Hands stretched, palms out. And begin to stitch and knit and craft the spiritual coverings that your family need. It starts here. And then when the storm comes, when the snow falls, the cold settles in, when the world starts to apply that pressure and they push and they push and they push and you feel your family starting to bend, don't worry, don't fear, laugh at the days to come because you Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for the women of God in our life, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are so great, Lord, that you can't just be seen in one sex, Lord. You can't just be seen in men, Lord God. But your greatness, Lord God, your glory, it's seen in your creation, all of it. I thank you, Lord God, that you gave us people, Lord God, like the women of God in our life, to teach us your kindness and to give us your comfort, Lord God. God, I pray for these women in this body, Lord God, for the burden that they have upon them, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would would just pour yourself out upon them, Lord. Pour your spirit on them, Lord. Fill them up, Lord. Strengthen them for the task that they have, God. Strengthen them for this task, Lord. Your word says their arms are strong enough for the task, Lord God. And I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord God, that they will begin. They will begin to craft those spiritual coverings over their household. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're going to worship. We're going to go and enter into the presence of God. Women, I invite you to come up. Men, if you're like, hey, you know what? My wife needs some serious prayer. (laughs) That wasn't a joke. (laughs) Come up to the altar. Enter in. Enter in together. Because we're going to go before the throne of God. And we're going to declare his glory. We're going to declare that it is well with my soul. We will not fear when the snow comes. Amen? Amen. Let's worship. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana.